Hello, my friends. This is Heather. This is episode 110 of the Back to Me podcast. And this week's amazing human being is Fawn Gilmore Kraut. And we are talking about how we have a tendency sometimes to lose ourselves and what's important to us in relationships, all in the interest of trying to keep the peace. But is that always the healthiest thing? Have a listen. Let me know what you think. Of course, share, subscribe, like, all those good things. I hope you're doing well. I'll see you again soon. Take care. Hi, my friends. Welcome. This is the Back to Me podcast, and this is Heather, and I am super excited that you're here. You are going to hear some tips and some tricks and some ideas to help you live your happiest and healthiest self. I call it Back to Me because... When you are taking care of yourself, back to me, then you can take better care of others and we can all make the world a better place. This is Wellness Your Way and I am super happy that you're here. Hello, my friend. How are you? I hope you're having an outstanding day. This is Heather. This is the Back to Me podcast. And this is the Friday edition, which means I get to talk to an amazing human being about something that I find interesting and that I think you'll find interesting. And today I am talking to Fawn Gilmore Kraut, correct? I'm always afraid I'm going to butcher someone's last name. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome. It's so nice. Thank you so much for taking some time to come and hang out and have a conversation. And I, I mean, I always like to start the conversation with, um, what exactly are you working on these days? And how the heck did you get into that? <laughs> I know it's Thank two you. broad questions. <laughs> no, I know. Great big broad questions. I'm so happy to be here. I just want to say thank you so much, Heather, for um, inviting me to come and chat with you and with your audience. It's so fun. Yes. Um, and I'm super happy to be here. So and honored. So I just want to, I so enjoy listening to your podcast. So I'm super excited to get oh, to be with you on it. So um, yeah, I am. Um, I am working. I just right now just got off the call with a, a gal in Europe potential client that we're talking and um, the work I do is really and that I'm what I'm really passionate about is helping women, uh, primarily women, um, and usually single women or women who are not currently in a relationship or in a, or they may be in a, as they call it, situationship or something along those lines, who really want, they really want to have a healthy, lasting, loving partnership with their life partner, with the love of their life, and for whatever reason, um, it's not happening. Perhaps they've been through a whole series of relationships. They keep attracting the wrong kind of person or um, it ends, it, whatever. It's just not working. And um, I love working with women along those lines to help them clear away all of the blocks, most of them are internal. 
some are external, mostly internal, everything that is blocking love from thriving in their life, from them attracting the person who's right for them and really creating a healthy, lasting relationship. That is what gets me up in the morning. And it's and, so valuable. I mean, yeah. I can just think of the number of people that I've known who you know that the relationship they're in is, is not the healthiest place for mm -hmm. them to be. But you don't know how to help them. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. Right. And you can't. I mean, when you're on the outside looking in, you know, to someone else's relationship, they generally... Unless they ask for right. help, right? So, um, yeah, the women who come come to me are ready. They've they're ready. They're like they've had it. They're done with the, you know, the repeating this. They say repeating the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, and the different results, of course, never happen. And so when they, you finally reach this point, which is what you know was what happened for me as well. You finally reach this point where you're like, yeah, something's got to shift here, and. Um, and I'm realizing that it's probably me. <laughs> Do you find that a lot of people realize that it's them when they come to you? Or are they hoping for just some kind of formula of how to find the bachelor? You know, that show, The Bachelor. Oh, my gosh, oh, that show drives me crazy. I can't. I can't watch it. I've seen I don't even like the commercials. Of it. <laughs> I like, I can't even watch the commercials. take this off the air <laughs> just on so many levels, you know, unless it's like, no. But... Um, yeah, I mean, I try to, I try to, in all of my communications, you know, I, I just want to give it to people straight. You know, I think we all want the truth and, um, it's, there is no, it'd be great if there was this quick, easy formula, um, if that was the case, we'd all be in loving, beautiful, lasting relationships, you know, right. download my three steps to <laughs> <laughs> finding love. Easy peasy. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a, um, the, so, so the women who come to me, if they've heard me talk, know that I'm not going to give them. I'd love to give them an easy answer. I really would. But, you know, and there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of relationship. There's a lot of dating coaches out there, especially, you know, what to say on the first date, how to do your, your dating profile, how to, you know, or yeah, who, you know, giving you simple, simple tips. And those can be helpful, but if you haven't really done the work, on yourself, um, you're just going to keep getting what you get. And no amount of little easy tricks are going to help you really change that outcome. And your perfect dating profile won't necessarily find you your perfect mate. Exactly. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to, con that doesn't connect for me. And it's almost like a 
I think maybe because I studied some marketing, I was like, marketing won't necessarily get you the product of your dreams. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, it won't. Um, and, you know, you can put anything on a dating profile, but it's, it's really, so, so for example, you know, I do a, a workshop every month and I can tell you more about that later, but in, in this workshop, we start, we, we ask, ask us the women, we look at what is it that I really want in a partner? You know, and we have so much fun with that. You know, it's got to be all these great things. And like, you know, emotionally available and he needs to be, you know, financially stable and he needs to, of course, be handsome and, you know, no baggage at all. And he oh, needs to, yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and it's great. I mean, it's gen generally I find we, we all kind of want the same thing. It's not, I mean, it's universal. And Are we all know, looking very, for Prince Charming? Kind of, maybe, but... But then we, then second part is we look at what have we been attracting? What oh. has been showing up in my life? And that's another story. And that's when we get into people who are emotionally unavailable or people who are, um, you know, financially unstable or are abusive or are unfaithful or untruthful or manipulative. Or we're not inviting anybody. Nobody's showing up. There's that as well. And there's, um, and so if usually when we like get curious about that, we start to find a pattern like, wow, this keeps showing up again and again. You know, and you can trace that back very often to, wow, this is very similar to my upbringing. Because we end oh. up repeating a lot of what we grew up with in some form or another. It 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 um, our our childhood absolutely impacts our relationships as adults. Um, until we really, I mean, it's going to always have an influence and an impact. But when we really start to do that work and look at, okay, why? How is this impacting me? How is my relationship with my father or my parents' relationship with each other or this event that happened to me as a child or as a young teenager somewhere early in my life? How is that? manifesting my response or the story I've made up about that. How is that manifesting in my life today? How is it impacting my relationships? You know, we sort of, it's almost cliche that we attract our fathers, you know, or, you know, or we, it's like, wow, there it is. Right. Wow. Isn't that interesting? But, <laughs> you know? it, but what we forget, what we don't, I guess, give credence to or recognize until some point is when we arrive, we don't have any stories. We don't know relationships. And the only way we learn them is through the observation. And when you're a little kid, 
you don't know that you could go, well, I don't think that's the healthiest relationship I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or mm-hmm. I don't think that's right. I think I would choose something different. You just think that's right. the way the world is. And without some work around that, you do see people. I mean, it is completely cliche, but cliches come from somewhere. They come for mm-hmm. a reason because mm-hmm. people do date that thing that they've been so often exposed to and they think is normal, even if intellectually they want something different. Right. Right. But our nervous systems, I mean, it's a physical thing. We are hardwired for that. You know, um, that I've studied um, childhood trauma, which we all have our own version variation of that. Even the best of, family upbringings has its version, but all life has bumps. (laughs) All life has bumps. I mean, that's part of what life is and, and how we survive those bumps and how we teach ourselves and train ourselves to get our needs met and to stay alive through childhood. We develop strategies that we then carry forward into our life that have served us well. They were there for a reason. But then they also end up creating a cycle where we end up repeating again and again the same thing over and over until we go, oh, wait a minute. That's a survival strategy (laughs) that I developed as a kid. And it served me then. Thank you very much. But it's tripping me up now and it's making me be attracted to or attract to me the same thing that I don't want. And I keep doing it. So when we bring it into the light, then there's opportunity for healing and for transforming those stories and transforming those strategies so that we actually do create what we really want. And those instinct things are hard. Mm -hmm. Maybe hard's the wrong word, but it does take uh, intention and It's not a one-shot deal to shift those, that way of that subconscious almost, this is what I'm attracted to. This is what I'm attracted to. I was having a conversation one day just recently with a friend of mine. And have you ever heard the term snag? Yes. (laughs) Sensitive new age guy. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. It's not not rude. It's not rude at all. Um, maybe that's just colloquial for the the area that I'm in, but mm-hmm. and this was yeah, my probably area too, yeah. yeah, probably 20 years ago. You know, sensitive new age guy, but women wouldn't ever date them for very long because instinctually they wanted some rugged, you know, mm-hmm. tough guy instead of this sensitive new age guy who'd actually have a conversation with them. Right. So <laughs> they'd write down, well, this is what I value in a man, but this is who I'm going to date kind of Mm -hmm. like you were alluding to with the Mm -hmm. workshop that you do. And um, I mean, I was saying to him, you know, you're a sensitive new age guy. So you have an extra challenge that the women probably would have the best relationship with you, but they're not ready. (laughs) They haven't Mm -hmm. figured out that that's actually what they need. Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, and it, it's it's different for all of us you know there's nothing right or wrong or better or worse for a sensitive new age guy snag i love that (laughs) i'm taking that with me right um it's like who's right for me 
And so for my, in my own story, cause I grew up, I, I was a, you know, some of us are rebels, like, you know, push against and go find our own way. And, you know, then we have the, the issues of like reacting to what we got me. I was, I was taught to be terrified of rebelling because I grew up in a very religious upbringing and rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. And, you know, you know what we do to witches. So I was terrified and I watched my brother kind of push back and rebel against a little bit with my dad. And I saw what happened to him and that terrified me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be good and sweet and good and like compliant with all of the, all the stuff. And so, um, where was I going with this? Your upbringing. I was, I was like, oh, okay. So I learned in my, my survival strategy in my upbringing was to please everybody was to become whoever other people want the people who are important to me to become whoever they wanted me to be. I will morph myself into whatever is the most wanted and needed in my environment at any given time. And so what went undeveloped was my own sense of myself, who I am, what I want, what my desires, what my opinions are, what I really want to create in my life. It was all, what am I supposed to want? What do other people want me to want? What does God want me to want? You know, what it was everything my own sense of self was just subsumed to the external. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize I was doing that. No one said, fun, what do you want? Like that question never came up. It just was, this was the way it was. This way it was supposed to be. So consequently, it was impossible for me to find real, authentic, intimate, lasting love because I was so disconnected from my own self, from my own true, authentic self. It's who am I supposed to love? Right. Right. Who am I? Who's who's appropriate for me? Um, who is going to help me win the approval of the people that I'm trying to win the approval of? And so I had a whole long series of very disappointing relationships that went nowhere, that were just meh, like, because, because I was so disconnected from me. And so I finally met somebody who checked all the boxes that I thought I was supposed to check. Right. And I got engaged to this guy. And he turned out to be narcissist, abusive, manipulative, dishonest, no integrity. Like 
So he checked these boxes and these boxes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. Both on both lists. <laughs> right. Except, yeah. And, and it's like, wait a minute. So, you know, thankfully I had friends who helped me because, you know, anyone who's been in an abusive relationship, it can be difficult to extricate yourself from that. And I have huge I used to say, well, why don't they just leave? You know, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's not easy. And fortunately, I had a wonderful circle of friends and family around me who were able to walk me through untangling myself from that relationship and letting him go, which I'm eternally grateful for. But it really brought me to a place of soul searching in that, wait a minute, I thought, I thought I was right on the right path. I thought God had brought me this guy. Right. I mean, you know. So now I had to go, wow, maybe not. Maybe I misunderstood. Maybe I'm misunderstanding all of it. Like, I clearly missed the memo on relationships. And um, that's when I just started going into some deep soul searching some deep questioning and ultimately began working with a coach and her first question to me well she asked a couple big questions to me but the first one that was so hard was fun what do you really want and i couldn't answer it i had right. no idea how to answer that question it's i was always, afraid of that question yeah it's always really interesting to me when you ask someone something like that and they don't have an answer and they i i feel like they do have an answer but they've because no one's ever asked them it's like a foreign language right yeah they can't it's, understand the question right what do you mean what do i want that's not who cares what i want what do you want me to want? Yeah, tell me what I should want, right? It's, it's like, it's a terrifying question for a lot of, for a lot of us. And um, yeah, and I, I mean, in my upbringing, I was, it's like desire will lead you down the path to horrible things. So it was like, those are yours. We, we suppress that. And so, that was very scary for me to start to explore what is my desire and to honor that part of myself and to find out, you know, I went on a journey of trying to find out who I really am because I didn't know outside of who I was supposed to be. So it, it was a process. It took some time. It wasn't an overnight thing. I'm still on that journey. I don't know that we finished that journey because every time, every time we wake up, we're not necessarily, we're not exactly the same as we were. Right. And we're informed by experience. And mm -hmm. um, as you, maybe you don't even know yet what's, right. you, well, you can never know what's next, but it's like, what's the, what's the, what's around the corner and how will that impact me? I only know what I know right now. And, this right. right now is me. <laughs> yeah. In this moment, right. In this moment, here's who I think I am, right? Here's what I think I want and desire. 
Right. But when and you it, take all the external pieces out of it, then we're down to just our own core self. You and know. it's funny that uh, this doesn't usually happen to me that I think of because I don't watch rom-coms at all mm -hmm. or or those kinds of movies. But you remember the movie The Runaway Bride? Oh, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Where she kept, she didn't ever quite really get married. But it was almost like part, I feel like part of her knew that you, yeah, you don't even know what you want at this point, but mm -hmm. you just keep getting married or you keep saying yes and just going with it. Right. Until you panicking. Until you that get was... to that point, you're like, oh my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> right. And then you, you know, break another heart. I mean, that was, that was kind of my story a lot, you know, in all of these relationships because it would get just so close and then I'd panic. Like, no, I don't want to do this. And then I pull back and, you know, um, like something deep within me knew. Like right. when you really get deeply honest with yourself, which sometimes like on being on the verge of getting married can like. You're staring down out. 40 years, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. You go, oh, hold on. <laughs> hold on a minute. Let me. All of a sudden, we know what we don't want. I mean, maybe some, sometimes that's where we start. I that, don't want 40 years with this person. Yeah. Right? I can, I got it. So, yeah. So that's, you know, and, and after I would say for me, that process of, of really beginning to I'll give myself permission to question, to question my own stories I've been living in all these years and to start to unpack and unravel this, whatever, this world I had allowed, this that I, I had built in order to get the love or connection I thought I needed from my environment. When I started to do this work, it wasn't long before things started to shift for me, okay. you know, and my now husband of 22 years came into focus and we had known each other for years and had dated off and on. He was in love with me, but I had kept him at arm's length because 40 years and he didn't check all those boxes that I was supposed to check, you know, and so I just were those your check boxes or someone else's? They were someone boxes? else's. That's the right. thing. They were the they were the appropriate check boxes. And so I had just written him off, except that I was very attracted to him. So I was in this push pull with him, which was extremely uncomfortable, especially for him, because I would do that and get let him get so close, then I'd push him away. And we blessed bless his dear precious heart this went on for like seven years wow and i i mean i was in other relationships and in that meantime also i even got engaged to this other guy i went through that whole process and trauma and everything and then then i said no to everybody for a while after that because i was started i realized i had to do my own work so he and i didn't speak for an entire year wow and I had to do my work. I had to, it was this, I was like, all right, I either need to just 
like trying to convent and <laughs> not just, that that's a bad be, thing but not no if it's your calling that's great i need to just be celibate or i need to figure this out because i'm done with this cycle repeating the same pattern over and over again and, and do you think do you yeah. find that you have to be single to do that work like can you find that space to do your thinking and do your uh, processing of everything while in a relationship? Absolutely, you can. You can. And I do often work with women who are in relationships. And I'm still doing my own processing 22 years into our marriage. Right. And thankfully... I'm with someone who we get to kind of do that together. We're in that conversation. And I, you know, absolutely. Because when we, what I've discovered, so for me with the work I do, it's like, as I do my work, I become more of my own true authentic self. I begin to, I speak my truth. I own my desires. I ask for what I need and want. I am vulnerable and it, you know, I'm not saying I'm all the time doing this, but the more that I um, shed my need to please everybody else, the more I honor my own true self, the better partner I become, the healthier our relationship becomes my husband benefits from that because now he knows who I am. He knows what I need and what I want. And I, and he can trust that I'm going to be truthful with him and allow him to, you know, I'm, I'm interested also in what he needs and what he wants, you know, but um, that's what I was going to, I was yeah. just thinking like the other half side of it is, your partner, I mean, I ideally thinking of boxes to check is someone who feels like they can also express what they need and who they are. Yeah, exactly. And that, I mean, my husband and I have an agreement that we're allowed to call each other on our bullshit, basically. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, we do too. <laughs> without, without repercussions mm -hmm. and with kindness. Yeah. But you, you know, we have, we've given each other that permission and that understanding that it comes from that place of love and respect and understanding, but you're being a little crazy right now. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I, we, we have that as well. And it's so essential, I think for a healthy relationship, because otherwise you're, you're thinking it anyway, you're noticing it. And so then you just, hold it in and build resentment or you create a story or, yes that may not even be accurate mm -hmm. i mean i've talked to clients who have asked me questions and i'm not a relationship counselor but they'll say this happened with my relationship and i will say did you talk about it no 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 well then how do you know that's actually what happened <laughs> right right <laughs> We fill in the blanks rather really than well. take the risk of asking the questions or being curious. Right. Right. Curiosity is a wonderful thing, you know, and after, like I say, for us, 
I don't know. How long have you two been together? Uh, eight, 17, 18. Okay. I should know the answer to that. <laughs> All right. On the spot. <laughs> right. We've, yeah, we've been, you know, 22 years since we've been married. And obviously we were in a relationship for seven years before that. So, um, but he's not the same man I met way back when, and I'm not the same woman. I mean, one sense in my essence, yes. But like you said, you know, who I am today may not be who I was yesterday. Right. And same with him. And so when I make up a story that he, you know, I've got him fixed in this box, you're always this, no matter what, then our relationship starts to get stagnant because I'm no longer curious about who is this person? Who is he becoming? Who is he growing into? What is he challenged with right now that maybe he wasn't challenged with a year ago, right? Or vice versa. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I, um, and I'm, it's funny because I'm, looking for it but i i developed a uh, you know so so many of my clients have really been able to transform their relationships and really win in love either in finding and establishing a solid life partnership and a healthy relationship or transforming their existing relationship um to make it stronger and i there were there were like nine qualities that i saw that were really consistent with everybody um that they they all shared that either had all along or developed along the way you know and of course these are my clients these are qualities that they developed you know one is of course having understanding healthy boundaries Right. right. And being able to establish them in a way that's loving and clear, that honors both ourselves and the other. Um, being clear, like we talked about, of what you want and what you need and being able to communicate that. Um, being unashamed about wanting love and being willing to share it and be open about saying, I want a really amazing, powerful, beautiful love that lasts for life and letting the world know about and, that. And I'm valuable enough to, to deserve yes, that. Right. I I'm worthy of that. And like knowing that, knowing, knowing that I'm like doing that so that, cause many of us, especially from our upbringing, deep down don't think that's for those other people not for me i'm not worthy of that it's a it's a deep inner story we have so transforming that story not just not just with a platitude but actually recognizing where it came from and transforming it so that we start to own our worth and our value and then no longer wasting time in relationships with people who don't see our value, who don't value or respect us. 
so many women I've worked with have spent years of their life in relationships with people who literally did not value them. Right. Right. And we do that because then the question is, well, why? Well, because deep down I agree with them. I think this is the best I deserve. Right. Right. So we just, this is where we settle. So transforming that relationship with ourselves then transforms all our other relationships. So. And it's so good when you, when you can find that place with that person. Cause I, I, I joke with my husband, you know, in soccer, the goat, the greatest of all time. Yes. I tell him that he's the goat with an H G H O A T greatest husband of all time. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. I love that. Yeah. He's my goat. <laughs> he's your goat. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. And yeah, it's awesome when you find that. And I can remember times in my life where I, thought it was uh disneyland the thing like that doesn't happen to actual people mm -hmm. right? right or the people who look like they have that are faking <laughs> right right they're lying they're, they're lying. lying nobody's oh i know there's so much cynicism you know nobody's happy in their relationship there are no happy marriages and right right but there are my friends there are there yes, are there are and you said you had nine things. So, but is there a way for them to get segue those nine oh, things? I'm so glad you asked that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, yes. I have a PDF of those nine qualities that I would be happy to send to your, your listeners for free. It's uh, nice. It has a lovely little photo, Steve and me together. And has all nine qualities on it. It's just a PDF that I would encourage everybody to print out, put it in some wonderful prominent place where you'll see it every day and just check in because <laughs> it's not about, oh, well, I'm just never going to make it because I don't check all these boxes. No, it's a way of going, okay, how can I manifest this quality? Just choose one just today or just in this next, this relationship I'm in right now. How can I show up in this way? You know, just simple. So I'd be happy to send that to your audience. Um, uh, I'll give you the link in the, but you can also go to uh, my website, which is, what's that? Where's the link? That's what he's saying. It's Whichever in the show it notes. It's in the show in the notes. show notes. Somewhere. But you can also, you can go to my website. It's viragolove.com is my website. And, and I, I want I want you to tell everybody what Virago is because I thought that was great. So Virago is the ancient word for it's the feminine of warrior. So I was looking for because my clients are warriors. They're courageous. It is co a courageous work to take yourself on and take your relationships on and be willing to let go of the things we cling to that are keeping us in that secure little box of what we have. So it takes a warrior spirit, but it's a feminine, it's a feminine work. And so I did some sleuthing about the feminine word for warrior and it's Virago. Um, 
It was often used as a pejorative toward women because, surprise, surprise, because it's a word used for women who speak up, who speak their truth, who ask for what they want and need, who perhaps take leadership and upset the um, status quo, especially that. patriarchal status quo. So Joan of Arc was considered a virago and she was loved by some and hated by many, right? Because she took a stand as a woman following her own core that, you know, values. Right. And being true. To <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry. <laughs> it's a lot of talking. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm so sorry. That's okay. It's real life. <coughs> <coughs> it's hard to speak your truth with a dry throat. <laughs> it is. This is actually my third hour going straight. Oh my gosh. Paul, so thank you I so much then. Yeah. But um <clears throat> yes, so I my women are love warriors. Um but um I also think of like Wonder Woman. <clears throat> if you saw the movie, <clears throat> I love her because she's fierce and she's powerful and she knows who she is. And she's also very feminine and vulnerable at the same time. Right. <clears throat> I'm not crying. It's my throat. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. And I think about, <clears throat> um, so, you know, female warriors and the, in the, cause I also am a fitness person. There's a, a woman who I watch a lot of her, um, training videos and every now and then she will throw out a, what are we doing today? We're crushing the patriarchy. Yes. <laughs> right. I was like, okay, all I'm doing is lifting a few weights, but for sure I'll crush the patriarchy. Let's today. just do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'll just say real quickly uh, is that I, I am not about, <clears throat> sometimes people hear that. And it can feel very threatening, you know, or like it's angry or whatever. I'm about restoring balance. And I think the best thing that this world could use right now is women who step into their true, authentic, healthy, feminine power, which is different <clears throat> it's the balance yeah right and when when we do that it's an invitation for men to find that balance as well so when you were talking earlier what was it salt no self-aware snag. snag snag right sensitive so, new age guy right right it's like okay i mean you know i i want to it's like the balance of the masculine and feminine and the, the dance of that is just so beautiful. We all have both within us. We all have both masculine and feminine. We need both. Right. But in very much in the world now, many women have to take on more and more of this masculine energy in order to thrive in the world. 
And so then it's challenging and we don't know how to shift into the feminine, which is really where our energy comes from. And I understand these are big generalities and there's exceptions, but it's archetype, archetypal I'm yeah. talking about. Right? I mean, I talked to an embodied <clears throat> feminine leadership coach who teaches women how to be that leadership role and not, mm -hmm. not necessarily lose the, the, their feminine power. Yes. So, and crushing the patriarchy isn't crushing men. Because no, it's not. I love men. It's about, I do too. I it's, do about too. Changing the, it's about changing that balance and respect for all. How about humans? Mm. Let's have respect for exactly. humans in exactly. general. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. It's so the systems awesome. that, yeah, keep us in this place. Yes. So for sure, everyone should, should at least check out your nine qualities. I know I'm going to check them out. Yes, absolutely. And Thank you. you. Is it called, I'm looking at my note, Dating for Keeps? Yes. So <laughs> Dating for Keeps, the secret to finding your partner for life. It's a two-hour workshop that we do online with a small group of women. You get private coaching over those two hours. And we do these exercises, some exercises we talked about to really help you identify your own blueprint, your own unique path, because we're all different. We have similarities, but we're all different. So what it is it, what is it for me that is blocking real and lasting love from being manifested in my life specifically for me what is my unique thing you'll find that on this workshop i will help you i'll work with you individually and in this small group in those two hours and so i'm inviting your audience to come join me on this workshop um i it goes i'm doing it every month you'll when you get this um when you download the nine qualities you'll get an invitation to the next workshop that's awesome. coming up in a couple weeks or a week and um check it out come join me and a small group of other women and we'll just dive in and do the work amazing and and yes be patient and be you know give yourself grace to to do the exploration and, oh yeah and be on that discovery place because it's it's once you start down it, you just find so many amazing things that oh you just goodness. didn't even realize, yeah. right? Yeah, it's a wonderful journey. Yeah. Thank you so much, Fawn, for mm. joining me. Now, before we go, I always ask, do you have a final word or two of wisdom for everyone? Mm, I want to say what you just said, but yes, be <laughs> absolutely patient with yourself. And I would say the other thing is don't give up. Don't ever give up. There is always, always, always hope. Where there's life, there's hope. And uh, even if it feels impossible and hopeless and you've never experienced it before, you think, I want that, but it's not for me, don't give up. You know, take the baby steps of, toward hope. It's like you signal to the universe, like, no. I declare, even if I don't feel it, I declare that I am worthy of really amazing, wonderful love. I don't know how or where or what, but I'm just going to make that declaration and see what happens. Allow the universe to meet you there. 
That's awesome. I wish I said that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much Mm, for spending some time with us. I know it's a long day of recordings and talking. So thank you. Thank you. Mm, And yes, thank you. And my friend out there in podcast land, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please check in with Fawn and click some of those links and get that PDF and get yourself on the road to a fabulous relationship. Even if you're in a fabulous relationship, why not do it? Because you could, everything could always become more fabulous. My friend, have an amazing day. Take care. I'll see you again soon. Hi, my friend. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you found it useful and you're like me and you like like helping others, please feel free to share this. Give it a like. Give it a comment. If you found something useful in it, there's a chance that someone else will find something useful as well. Also, if you have any questions at all, I can absolutely help and I would love to help, you can email me at heather at prosperityflowcoaching.com. If you want more of this awesome content, you can follow me on Instagram, Heather Stewart Coaching. You can follow me on Facebook, Prosperity Flow Coaching. And I have a personal request. I want to help as many people as I can with these podcasts. And if you could give me a review, hopefully a good one. If you could share, if you could send this out into the world, I would truly appreciate it. I hope you have an amazing day. And I hope that you find your way to wellness by getting back to me. Take care, my friend.